Yo, what's up? This is Pinky from Team Pinky Muay Thai. 20 years in the game, ex-fighter and current Muay Thai trainer. Hey guys, my name's Matt. I'm from Full Tilt Fight and Fitness. I've been in the game for 12 years fighting and 8 years coaching and you are listening to the Ring Lovers Podcast. Sorry, I'm falling over. Hello, everyone. Welcome sup. back. Welcome back. Sup, sup. And hello, Pinky. How are you today, sir? I'm good, my brother. How are you? I'm well. I'm well. Very we're full. F- <laughs> well, I was just going to say, we're fed. We are fed. Where was it? Where did we go? What's the um, place called? I can't remember the name of the place. It's a Persian restaurant. Um, is that Salisbury? Or what's in that? Salisbury, yeah. In, in Salisbury. Salisbury. In, the, in the heart of Adelaide. <laughs> the heart of Salisbury. <laughs> the, the place where you go to lose a soul. <laughs> Salisbury. <laughs> yeah, we just introduced our, our, our guest to the place. That's right. We've got our first right. guest on today. <clears throat> and um, we'll, we'll introduce him in a bit. Yes, that's right. But... um. Yeah, we're fresh off the off the weekend. We had some big fights on the weekend. We got some questions that we want to go through. Um, before I go any further, make sure you like and follow, subscribe to the podcast on Apple iTunes or Spotify, wherever you're listening. Also, jump on Instagram. Make sure you follow uh, Ring Lovers Podcast, Pink, Team Pinky Muay Thai, Full Tilt Fight and Fitness, and the Stand Up Guy Podcast. You'll find out all the information with our gyms and our podcasts from there. Fuck you, talk well, eh? You like you literally remember shit, hey? Like that sort of stuff I've been trying to remember. <laughs> like, like, important shit. Yeah, it's like, uh, you should hear me. I'm terrible. I get real nervous answering phones. Like, if someone yeah, calls about you, that, I'm yeah. so bad at it. But you get me on the phone, I actually tend to put together a, a conversation. And, like, yeah, good spiel. Like, well, this gym is awesome if you call me. Come in and see me. It's a different story. <laughs> like, yeah, g'day, mate. How's it going? Yeah, fucking stuff's over there. See you later, Bob. <laughs> but, yeah. Oh, no, but it's good to be good to be um good, good to be, be doing this, man. Good to be alive. Yeah, yes. So as we said, fresh off the weekend, full of fights of the SA Muay Thai League. That was a uh, a event that we had here was um, held at where was it? No longer Leisure Centre. No longer Leisure Centre. So if you're from Salisbury, you'd pack your lunch and pack three years worth of supplies and drive down to Nolunga. When I was coming here today, <laughs> I didn't didn't know how to get here from not my place. So I hit, like, I was on Google, and the last time I had my location on was when I was down at Christie's Beach, and it said, like, an hour and 15 minutes or something to, to yep. the gym. It was good. Like, well, that can't be right. And then I realised my location wasn't on. It wasn't too bad, though. The Waynes were, weren't there, though. That was good. The Waynes were... Well, that's, that's where well, I that, That's up. where it stuffed you up, hey? I, I got accommodation two minutes down the road from where the fights were, thinking that's where the Wayne was, but it wasn't. It was actually 30 minutes away. <laughs> yeah. It's, um... It's not a bad little venue, actually, how they do it, yeah, how they do that there. Yeah. Um, it's the same place where they did Pride. Yep. Um, there was, amateur boxing was, as well. Was it the same room? Yeah, it was the same same thing, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, same place where they do amateur boxing as well. Um, yeah, it was a good show. It was a, like, we've, we've spoken about this before, being a Sunday afternoon show. Get in, get out. Sunday know. morning show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Even that's right, so, yeah. 10.30 a.m. start, full amateur, same day weigh-in, 7.30 a.m. weigh-in, fight start at 10.30. I quite liked it actually. That that you were saying they do that for all the if, that's if, if, style, if, yeah. if that's style. style, yeah. So you weigh in every day for a multiple day show. Yeah. Is that how it works? Is that like so if you fight um so for example if you're like if it's a so what's the most amount of times you might fight in an IFMA tournament? Depending on how many people are in your division. If yeah. it's thirty two then I guess you fight five times. Yeah, okay, right. Pretty so heavy. and then so do you so for five times you'll make weight five times? Yeah, oh not necessarily in, in, you might fight twice in a day and stuff. 
Um, yeah, I, so for the tour of the day. Yeah, the Adelaide, the, I mean, the Australian-style one, Queensland, I've never been, but I've, it's only run over two days, whereas World Amateurs is over five days or whatever. And yeah. so there's, you generally just do a five day. And you can day. fight twice on one day. In IFMA, in, in, as in, in the World Amateurs, I don't know whether that's a thing. Maybe. Yeah, okay. But... In Australia, they, they will, yeah. They'll, yeah, okay, yeah, right. The Australian one, they'll do it. Don't you find it funny that Muay Thai is the only sport now, I think, you might be able to correct me if I'm wrong, kickboxing maybe, where they'll do tournaments and you'll fight more than one time in a day or a night. Yeah, kickboxing still have it. Because amateur yeah. boxing, I'm pretty certain it's all... And let, I don't know what it's like in Europe, but I'm pretty certain here in Australia it's all um, one fight per day. Yeah. Um... Yeah, they, in kick, kickboxing and, and Muay Thai will still do like eight-man tournaments and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, and, and then... Yeah, because Muay... Yeah, Muay that, I've, I like them. I like them. Dangerous, obviously. I fought, Dan- I fought an eight-man yeah, a couple yeah. times. I fought, got to a final um, and got stopped in the first round of the final. So how do you deal with um, fighting a couple of days? Like... Looking, looking again. I mean, those IFMA ones are a little bit different, obviously, with padding and stuff like that. It's not so bad. I mean, like, still get banged uh, up. Some of those socks. Yeah, yards, that's you know? right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, fighting an eight-man tournament with no shinies and all that sort of stuff. It's horrendous. Yeah, I'm assuming by the second, by the third fight, you're numb, or, or, or mine, you're just in. Like, mine was actually my third, fourth, and fifth fights. My first time I did it. Yeah, when I got okay. Through, right. through the finals, my third, fourth, and fifth fights, and um, it was. It was it was hard, man. Like because you know you end up you got you banged up from your first fight, and you think that that's how it is. Like that's you know you fought before a couple of times, you're a little bit banged up. Then you fight, and all, all of a sudden you're fighting again, and you're really banged up. And then you got one more fight to go, and you feel like fucking shit. Yeah, yeah. And you realise that you feel like fucking shit before you get in there. And, yeah. Yeah, and it ended like shit. Yeah, okay, right. <laughs> yeah. So it's almost like yeah. Yeah, I've never, never, never done the the one night thing, the tournament one night thing, yeah. but always been. Well, I was keen to give it. I was keen yeah, to man, give it a go. Knows, the man. idea of four fights in one night for me now doesn't really jump at me. But um. But yeah. Um. There's there's the thing is there's a fair few you know there's a good number of sixty seven kilo guys in Adelaide we could yeah. probably do one. Yeah, you know? that's right. Yeah. Like you, Jace Brownie. I'm not sure if Brody will ever get back down to that. I don't think Brody's going to fight more Thai again. I don't know. I'm not sure. Last time I... I Boxing or something? Yeah, last time yeah. I heard him, he was doing some, doing some hands up at yeah. Golden Grove. Yeah. He's a big dude, eh? He is. He's a big... Like, I couldn't... Like, because I was like, oh, yeah, that'd be cool to fight him in amateur boxing. You know, like, obviously, we've had a history in Thai boxing and, yeah. and stuff like that. I'd be like, oh, yeah, cool, but we wouldn't be in the same way. No, no. Because no. he's not... I, I, I can't see him making... He said that he wasn't going to make 67 anymore. Like, that's why him and Brownie were fighting at 70. Yeah, okay, yeah. Out, yeah, before we pulled out, yeah. Um, That's the same day, same day way in for amateur boxing, so I'd say he'd be probably fighting up at 75, like, uh, yeah. around the same as, like, what Matt Stevenson did yeah. when he jumped over to amateur boxing. Yeah, yeah, true. Up at 75. Well, let's do a rundown of last week, eh? Um, you boop. I'll um, let you go first. You had 7,000 uh, fucking people in well, let's, it. I'll go the first four, and then we'll jump on to Ricky, and then we'll yeah, go cool. to the last four. So, um, I had the pleasure of having Matt in the corner with us um, for the first time. I've cornered for Matt before, but I'll, you know I wanted him to come across and join in with our team a little bit more, and you know see how I do things and whatever. Um, so first up, I had Alicia. She was jumping in against Ali, who um, had actually beaten my misses before. Um, she 
Ali's developing really well, man. I'm actually really, really impressed with how she's coming along. You know, she's only three fights in, so she's got plenty of time to to get it together and stuff. Um, Alicia just, I think Alicia really wanted it. That was the that was a big thing, you know. Like she was in the fight team and she sort of dropped off a little bit. Um, went into did back to some jujitsu competitions and that. Um, her boyfriend's now had three fights. Um, but yeah, she just played the, played the game, kicked a little bit, and then clinched it up. And she got leg kicked a lot. Ali hurt her leg, um, but yeah, she she clinched it up, got to the side, done the last round, sort of drove some knees up from the side up the centre, and that was probably pretty much sealed the deal. Um, then next up we had uh, Caleb. So Caleb's been with me not very long, um, a few months. He trained a little bit here and there before. Um, I was in the corner for that one, wasn't I? Yes, you yes, were. I was. Yeah, yeah, and I wasn't. I actually wasn't sure how he'd go. Um, he did all right in the interclub we had, and but he started out really good. It was another fresh opponent, which was good. He just gassed. He, he didn't breathe. He came back at the end of the first round. His lips were purple. Blue. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, yeah. and I kind of it's the best day. Yeah, I, kind of, I kind of knew where it was going. Oh, and. It, you know, it is what it's a first fight. Yeah, he knows now that he's got to chill the fuck out. Yeah, yeah. He, he was the guy who I mentioned in the last one about him wanting to have like a pump up song. Okay, and I right. said no for yeah. that reason. Yeah, if he had a okay, pump up yeah, song. Yeah, yeah. There was no way he was surviving that fight. Yeah, there was a couple I can uh, from memory. There was a couple clean shots landed, and you could see him getting pumped up by that. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Like for a sure. bit of the old, bit of the old, like yeah, just get get. I I understand that wholeheartedly yeah. I'm the, yeah. I can it happens to me you know like, then, yeah so he, he did alright though man like he you know he got through the fight last round was just jelly for him like yeah he was I think part of you know adrenaline dump not breathing it was just a culmination of things yeah I still think he did enough to win it though I did tell him he didn't deserve it yes like so and he didn't get the win so it was pretty fitting for how the fight actually played out um then I had up next was Simon so Alicia's boyfriend he was having his third fight Second fight um, was a real non-event for him. This that one was, uh, that was on knees. Knees, yes, yep. yes, yes, yes. Um, this one was better, but just lack of activity. It kind of comes back to mm. he's not very exciting in the gym. He, I think, he needs to start having some fun in the gym, so that he can then transfer that fun yeah, over to the that's ring. Right. So it's he's not a smiler. Doesn't like a well. His fight name's Smiley for not for not being for not smiling. smiling. Yeah. yeah, right. Cool. Um, so he, he has, you know, he's southpaw, he's long, he, you know, he's, he's got it all there, he just doesn't do enough. Yeah. And it sort of comes down to he doesn't really do enough in the ring, in the gym as well. So it yeah. sort of transfers across. Um, when you say it's not enough in the gym, what, like, do you mean, like, like he doesn't, like, he, like he doesn't, I know <coughs> everyone else is going 100 and he's going 90. Kind of, or is like, it like uh, you know, sometimes he's just a little bit conf- like to himself and yeah, doesn't really yeah, yeah yeah like even the you know he, he kicks slow he doesn't try and just throw shit yeah okay yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. you know like yeah. you know kick double kick, everything kick. seems cal- like it's yeah. almost over calculated kick, kick kick and it's like kick 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 yeah you okay know, yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. that kind of yeah. thing yeah um, you know it's just another thing to develop in a human yeah you know? that's like, right yeah yeah he comes from a very very like experienced jiu-jitsu background so okay. it's very different for yeah, him yeah okay right yeah. I never knew that eh? yeah so, so um, oh that's oh yeah because they're, they're Alicia and him are together they're yes. from and they're both yeah, they doing jiu-jitsu yeah. Before. yeah okay yeah. cool um, right. and then Liam came up so he was fighting a boy who had three fights um, who I you know 
on any given day can be quite dangerous. Um, honestly, Liam's probably, I'm not going to say the word favourite, but he's probably probably one of the most impressive debuts I've ever had. Yeah. One, because he's he doesn't have a big personality. In the gym, he's kind of just gets through it really quiet you don't you know you could easily forget that he's even there yeah. like a couple of people I said oh Liam's fine they're like who's Liam yeah okay like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the gym, from, you know? from, yeah that's so right, yeah. He, he can sort of blend into the crowd a little bit here and there but he literally like played the game and power, yeah. good, good body kicks and and clinching out clinching you know um, his opponent got a little bit I guess lazy in the clinch as the fight went on and and, yeah. and Liam took took that on and used it to his advantage, and he won. I think it was split points in the end. Uh, I think nearly every decision on the weekend was split points, but I think they were. Eh? Yeah, and man, I, I was so impressed with how he did. Hey, like that was that was fun. That was fun to watch. I can't, yeah, wait, I can't yeah. wait. I can't wait to see what he can do. And like, the whole time, going, this is actually fucking hectic. This is not what I expected. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. So let's get on to Ricky. Uh, Ricky is um. I spoke about her on my own podcast about how um, she's been she's been with me for since we started off in the shed at my home uh, at my home at my home <laughs> my home at my house and um, yeah she walked in I'm pretty certain uh, she walked in with a brother and to get him training and then she got into it been I've been chopping at a bit to get her in for years and now she's finally in and. Ricky is a head case, like most of us are, you know, like most of us who are in this game are fucking head cases, you know he, what I mean? You don't, like, start, you start, don't just start doing Muay Thai because you're saying No, nah, no, nah, it's like, yeah. oh yeah, what happened? Oh yeah, I had a great upbringing in a white picket fence, let's start fighting. <laughs> yeah, you know, like... Because they're the ones who don't make it. No, no. Ever. No, that's right. Or they end up like making it and then being an accountant, you know, like after. It's like, oh yeah, he's my fine accountant now. Yeah, they, but, they, uh, don't, they generally don't make, you know, actually, I suppose the... I'm not sure what his childhood was like and stuff, but I suppose the one guy that goes against the grain there is George Mann. Yeah, okay, right. <laughs> He's right. got his shit together and, yeah, and yeah, still fights yeah, really yeah, good. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Well, um, Riggy, like, for, like, she, she gets nervous and stuff, like everyone, like everyone does, you know, like, but leading into this fight, she was probably the most cool, calm, collected I've ever seen her and it translated in the ring as well. You know, you know what, it actually, yeah, it really did, it literally, even just seeing her sparring yeah, the last time those last at time, our gym, yeah compared to in the past that's right yeah things like that and then watching her fight it was like whoa it's not no. who I knew for a few no that's right ago. things just sort of like fell into place for her as in like just like oh I don't need to mm. do all that like I don't need to move so much and like it's funny because like I was saying um, with I was talking about Casey to you earlier it's the same they're training together and they're both like Growing like together. Casey's just that one step behind and it's not long until they'll both be that Yep. Because they were both like they were training partners for each other, or for perfect. Ricky leading into that. Yep. And it was perfect for each other because they both worked at that pace. So, for someone who fucking lost her mouth guard that morning, unfucking believable. Like this, like this poor girl who you're like, oh, I'm so like me driving there. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming she's going to like I've seen her at Wayne's. She looked fine there, but I'm thinking, oh, like everyone, as we get close to the fight, she's going to start freaking out. Nah, I get a text message. I've lost my mouth guard. What do you want me to do? And I'm like, well, definitely fucking well, go and get one. Oh, she walked into the gym last night. Her mouth guards were both in the side pocket of her bag. Wow. She didn't. She had them with her. It's the funny because I mentioned like, oh, that I've got a spare mouth guard in my bag. 
but I carry spare everything. Yeah. Like, and even um, I was at a show. And I remember Charlie Chow coming up to me saying, "Oh, have you got a pair of ankle guards?" Like, yeah, man. Here's a bag yeah, of them. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I've just got everything. You yeah. know what I mean? Like take spares of everything just in case. But um, awesome yeah. So debut. so she she had a really yeah same sort of thing. I reckon um when it comes to um, debuts of like doing well and like being composed and not looking too out of sorts and stuff. Yep. She definitely would be up there with with like good, really good debuts for us. Yeah. Um. She's she's all revved up to fight on Easy Fury, so she's got one coming up after that. I asked her about going over um, from Flix again last year. I put her name for for that, and she's just like like what I've said to everyone. As soon as you get in. As long as you stay on the go, you can rack them up and yep. you can get experience. And yep. you can even if you're not fighting all the time. As long as you're there constantly That's working. Right, yeah. Or, and if it's not you and you're helping someone else, same deal. You're gonna get the rub. Yeah. Like it's like the yeah, same, you're, like you're going, going from going from this fight. So like going into this fight, I was explaining to Ricky that the the um, the girl who she's fighting, uh, Jen, Jenna. Yeah. yeah. So going into it, she's gonna have the advantage of being there before so she will probably be a little bit more composed because she's been there before so what i said to her i'm like you don't need to rush because she probably won't rush going into this next fight when she's fighting someone who hasn't been in there before she's now on that other side where it's like be cautious of the rush and the panic of the first fight and you can take your experience and be able to weather that storm and then just do what you need to do yeah you know so like it was good. They both, like, but that that fight of those girls was actually a really good fight. Like, it was actually quite technical. Quite I, nice I said, watch, only saw you know? probably round and a half. Yeah, but it was yeah, it was quite chilled, quite yeah, calculated. Most of them that I saw weren't too bad like that on the on the weekend. Like I thought it wasn't. The a WFC too... shows now though are pretty much the gyms that are generally associating themselves with the WMC shows and that they are. Calming the fuck down and yeah, doing yeah. what it, what they're supposed to do. Mm. There's a lot less of that spastic stuff going yeah, yeah. on in general. Yeah, it's good to see. Yeah, it's wicked. Really, really, yeah. really good to see. But um, yeah, but that was her. So sure, I'm proud as I can't wait to see her again in in a couple of, in a couple of weeks time. Yeah, man, for sure. Um, so I'll get on to um, next up for me was dance. I had eight on. For those of you who didn't know, uh, it was supposed to be nine, but how many, fight, how many red- fights on the card? Thirteen, fourteen. Yeah, maybe fourteen or something. We were five ten, and we were after the break, and I can, I yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, maybe yeah, maybe thirteen, fourteen. It's not bad to have three quarters of the card. <laughs> it's um not bad for everyone but me. <laughs> um, actually, my team, my team out the back. Yeah, man, they did an amazing job. Like I didn't even have to go out the back nah, to nah. figure out what was going on. No, nah. it was pretty good. Um, so I had Dan jumping in here. So he joined the fight team two weeks before the show. Because uh, I'd had to pull out, one of our guys had to pull out due to work commitments, and I and I don't like pulling people out, so I had to find a replacement. I was like, Dan, you want to jump in? He'd done an interclub and sparred a handful of times and clinched even less, and so he had two weeks of hard training, and I mean, like getting clinch bashed for an hour by the whole team and that sort of stuff, just to just to. Get his heart not ready for it. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, he jumped in there, started out really good, like potentially could have been really impressive if he had a gas tank. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then his opponent, you know, like no excuses, man. You, you just fight. He's, I think he's walking around at 61 kilos. His opponent was 63 and a half. Like, but at, when, when we took the fight, he was 64 kilos. Yeah, okay, so right. So yeah, yeah. he's just, you know, now he's training hard and all that sort of stuff. And he just doesn't have, you know, he was a stronger opponent. 
he was unfit. Yeah. And, 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 and I don't think with that size, he could have beaten him anyway. Like, it was just too, it was just, you know, it was, it was too overwhelming. Yeah, well, it would have been. And, but debut, who cares? Yeah, yeah. It's the first Learning. fight, who gives a fuck? Just jump in and have a go. And he got flogged for two rounds. Like, got, <laughs> we, it's not very often that we get out clinched in Adelaide <coughs> and we got out clinched. Who, who was he? Where was the boy from Pumped from Renegade? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was, it was, it was funny. I was, I was actually laughing in the corner. Were you in the corner of that one? No, no. I don't think so. <laughs> I was actually just laughing like, and, um, he almost didn't make it to the end of the fight. Like, yeah. It was okay. Yeah. He just literally stood there. Uh, to cop beating uh, yeah uh. <laughs> yeah so um next up was Andy um so this was a rematch from his first fight where he hadn't eaten or drank drank anything that, that fight that dude bro <laughs> bro I tell he makes me want to stab a hot knife through my through my wrist like he I and everyone knows in the gym how much I love this lad like, yeah yeah like I don't hold pads for everyone like I've got you know a couple of guys that I hold for and he's one of them yeah yeah like yeah. It, it's he's you know there's something about him that, and it suits my style yeah my style of pad holding you know rig suits a couple of people and, and you know we, we sort of share it around yeah. you know um, but Andy's style suits how I hold pads and stuff um, huge potential in him but he had the same problem he had in his first fight so First fight, he just didn't eat or drink and then um, ended up losing consciousness out the back afterwards. That was hectic. It was hectic. The, that one was like... But he's got, he's got the fight in him, which got him through. That's right. And yeah. the fact that he, he actually finished that fight, even though he didn't know his name at the end of the second round, he thought there was still two rounds to go. thought yeah. that was his name when I asked him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then his second fight, had a, like he had a really good performance, like just clinch, clinch bash someone. Then this fight was... He did started, he do the same thing last fight? Not eat and stuff like that? Or you this, wouldn't have known? Last one, he did the right things. We, yeah. Like, he was underweight. So again, But this time, he thought that he... Because he was 10th fight, so he could afford to sort of... Whatever fight number it was, I think it was 10th. He could have a... Um, he's got more time to recover. So he did lose a little bit for this because the same day weighing. But he just didn't recover properly, bro. So he thought that last kilo that he got rid of was it. Little did I know that it was three kilos over the week and so he was just depleted right? yeah, yeah yeah and he's obviously I've got him getting his bloods done because I think he's got like low iron low yeah. hemoglobin if you don't know how to do that like if you don't know how to cut weight and then do a same day fight that dark will you, know what's you really see it. if you don't know how to do it you don't fucking ask yeah yeah yeah. That's <laughs> you know what I mean like don't yeah. just wing it yeah that's right proof, yeah. the proof is winging it doesn't yeah. fucking work that's um that's one thing I'm I actually I hold myself pretty highly like, like I can't wait well as in like yeah. I don't I don't cut much because I don't see the fucking point of yeah. like completely stressing out my body like what we spoke about before there's debt like if I'd have done it the way I'm doing it now five years ago I should have spent most of my career fighting down at 66 yes. kilos yes. Right? I know like I didn't do that extra bit because I was starting heavier and, and yeah. this was just the weight division that I was Oh, that I've always been it, you know. Like yeah. when I started off in Mac One, it was like I started off super fucking heavy. Yeah. So then when, when I found seventy kilos, I was like, "Well, this is my weight, so you know. Yeah, like yeah. this is where I'm gonna stay." And yeah. like it was always forever. I'd rock up, and every fucking dude was bigger, bigger than, than me. Yeah. But I was like, "Oh yeah, that's cool. That's just what it is." And in my head, I was like, "I fought at heavyweight. What's this fucking? What's the difference between seventy kilos and one hundred and ten kilos? Yeah. You know, like so in my head, no one ever looked bigger. Yeah, for you, sure. You know what I mean? I get that. But so, so to cut weight to, to like, I'd almost be 
close on 69 kilos to, to fight boxing on the same day weigh-in. So my recovery was easy. Yeah, for sure. You know, like, yeah, because then you're fresh. The, and your preparation is... Yes. You, the, the same day weigh-in, your preparation is so much different Oh, for, for like sure. a day before yeah, the weigh-in. Yeah, you know? yeah, like, yeah, and sure. you're right, if you don't know and you don't ask, then yeah, yeah, you get sure. left behind. So, the so that's head. where Andy, Andy... So Andy ended up... He was actually like... He, he couldn't even understand what I was telling him to do. Yeah, yeah, Like yeah. I'd say, do this, and I'd say, what did I just say? I don't know. Like... Oh, well, just fucking go out there and do it then. Yeah, I'd, a, say, I'd like... say kick and hit, run, forward and clinch. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it is what it is, man. He got the win. He was got... I in the corner for that one? No, I don't think I was. Okay. I reckon I was. Oh, no, I was. Yeah. I was. Because I, I probably slapped you. No, because you asked Rick to help him down the stairs. That's right. And, and we just I was like, I'm going to have to catch out. them both. Yeah. I'm going to catch them. I'm gonna go. Rick's going to fall down the stairs, carrying Andy down the stairs. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, that, it, was a, it was a disaster. It was a win, but it was a disaster. <laughs> grab so. his arm. Fuck him, grab his arm, Rick. He's yeah, going to yeah. fall over. Yeah, don't just put your hand out. Don't just give him a finger. It's not fucking E.T. <laughs> um, then I had... Well, I'm going to call it the main event because that's what it should have been. Um, Jason, like Fifty Shades, up against Habib. So there was like a combined almost 35 fights between those two guys and they were mm. somehow the semi-main event. Um, Jason's the current MTA state title holder and it was the actual MTA, event, MTA, MTA show. So, um, yeah, Jason's just too strong. Like he, he, Habib was tossing up whether he wanted to continue anyway in, in, in fighting. And Jason's, you know, just sort of getting his momentum again yeah, after yeah. after COVID and stuff. And yeah, he just literally just latched onto him and done what Jason does, hung off him and made him tired and, and yeah. need, and won that on points. Um, main event <clears throat> um, was Pana versus your last opponent, yep. Ben Millington, your last Muay Thai opponent. Um, you know, people don't. You know, people look at Panna. This is, he's coming up to his eighth fight in a couple of weeks, or for, for whatever it is, four weeks. But you got to understand, he had his first fight in April. Yeah, he's fresh, man. Yeah. He's just had a lot of fights really quickly. Ben Millington's had one more fight, but over a long period of time. Like we said before, that time you spend in the gym between fights That's right, makes yeah. a big difference. Yeah. You know, and he's pretty fresh. And 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 Ben, give it to him, man. He bashed Panna. That's, that's Panna's biggest beating he's had yeah, okay, yep. in his sit now seven fights. Got absolutely flogged. Um, but I do, it, as as I say, man, it doesn't. I don't. I'm not bothered at the time. You know, I, I slap him around and stuff and try and wake him up and get him doing what he needs to do. But it was a clear beating through lack of experience. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you can't you can't put experience down to just how many fights. You can't match. Match banking doesn't just happen off of fight numbers. No. So and so's had three fights. So and so's had three fights. Man, so and so's had thirty-eight interclubs. Whatever it is, you've That's got to know right, the yeah. fighter. And yeah. this guy's at this level. He's had three fights, but he's actually at a ten-fight level. Yeah, because so he's been training for six years. Yeah. So then it's yeah, up to yeah, promoter. Yeah. You know, I'm happy to deep end. I'm happy for deep end with non non knockout stylists. If someone's not a knockout artist. My guy can fight him. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't give yeah. two fucks. If yeah. my, as long as my boy's not getting slept. Because they can go through the war, they're not going to get slept. Yeah, right yeah, 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 exactly. It's not going to be dangerous for them as such, you know? So I'm happy to do that. But it is, a, you know, promoters, all, trainers, trainers on both sides all need to know what level their guy is at. Yeah, yeah, If yeah. they, you know, for me, man, Panna is a beginner. He got bashed by someone who's got experience. Mm. It's what you'd expect. Yeah. Um, I think Panna's got what it takes to beat Ben. Yes. But not enough time doing Muay Thai. He's only been doing Muay Thai for about 18 months. Yeah. 
So he started like just before lockdown last year. Yeah, okay. And then, of course, all of lockdown was sort of off. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's my most consistent guy in the gym. And he's willing to fight whenever, whoever. Um, I was going to keep him out for the rest of the year. And then Ethan asked if he was able to fight on knees. So now he's oh, fighting so he's on knees. On, so he's on knees. <laughs> yeah. So, um, cool. Like, you know me, man. Like, I, I'm, I'm whatever, wins, losses, whatever. I also know what level my guys are at. And if they yeah. get beaten by someone who's better than them. I'm not surprised. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and yeah. Ben's better than him. Yeah. Ben was better than him and, and, and beat him, you know? Like, maybe Ben, you know, Ben's... Um, ben should probably challenge Jason for that state title. That's probably that same... Yeah. He's probably the next next contend, next person who's... On that same fight experience 66.68 yeah, yeah. kilo. Because he, he doesn't seem to... He doesn't seem to cut... You know, no, no. Because you know, so like he, he weighed in. This that was the same day. Or whatever, in, yeah, yeah. yeah, that was the same day. And I fought him at 68. And so Jason was, what, 72 for same day weighing? Yeah, okay, yeah. So it's a bit bigger, but it's the same. It's the weight division, man. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, and yeah. Jason can obviously. Jason fights a, can six, fight a 63 and a half. Yeah, that's right, yeah. So. You reckon he can still get a 63 yeah. and a half? Yeah. I, I wouldn't have, like, three months ago, I would have said no at that time. Just because he's. Cause he, yeah. He wasn't conditioned, like. He struggled to make 66 for Brownie's fight. Yeah, okay. But now he's back to walking around at like, you know, 72 kilos, easy 63 and a half. Yeah, him. yeah. So easy. it's just, it's just like I was saying, it's all in your preparation. Yeah, yeah, you know, for sure. If you, if you stop and fall off the horse, then you've got a week or two weeks to get back to your starting level before yeah. <coughs> kick-starting again anyway. Yeah, exactly. So he's, he's <coughs> you know, he's come straight back in the gym. Um, we're still hoping something happens for Nisa Fury. Um, it's not matched yet. There was talk of him fighting Jordan Fielding, but um, Jordan's now fighting Hayden. So, mm. which was always there was always the toss up between those two who was going to fight him. But what weight is that fight at? I don't know. Probably 68, 69 maybe. Um, Hayden can. If his last one was at seventy. I know he can get to sixty nine. I think he'd probably still be able to get to sixty eight. Jordan's normally sixty six and a half. So. He's you know he's not twenty one anymore, so he's happy to go up a little bit, so he doesn't have big cuts for non important. Not when I say non important, do you think age qualified. is a difference? But for cut weight, well, well for, for like for Jordan, I'm like, so if you look at Jordan, like so when was so when did he fight? When was his last fight? I only use Jordan just because uh, yeah. as an example. Yeah. Just so, so we're talking. So like you're like because like now. So like, for example, like me now, like I'm older now and I can make I can make sixty six now. But, but do you think it's at like what is it about him so that him you making 66 is the comparison of him probably making 63 yeah with, okay, a, with yeah, amount yeah. of cut yeah okay right so right. that's the so him you the older you get when you're cut doing big cuts like you know it kind of it, it's you kind of end up looking old really early like Wayne looks way older than 44 man yeah 43 yeah or whatever he is like I think it's 43 yeah 43 like he that's from big because weight cuts. Of the weight cuts yeah. Yeah. and he doesn't want to do them anymore either yeah, but it is right, hard, yeah. it's hard on the body yeah, oh, and, yeah definitely and, definitely you know five rounders doing that before a five rounder at 21 not a problem at 31 Eep. yeah then you start you know round four and five become one challenge and that's in your own fucking head yeah that's right about yeah. how poo you feel yeah yeah poo yeah alright that's enough talking about our, our shit Let's introduce our um, first guest. Um, as he fucking scratches as, 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 stu- as he stumbles, as he stumbles, stumbles, stumbles over. Through, the, through the fucking gym. Um, 
So, fuck it. We'll, we'll, we'll do something a little bit different. Let's. We'll get him to introduce himself. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, can I swear Shit. on this podcast? Yeah, yeah, swear as much as you want, bro. Yeah, We're yeah, in Salisbury. As soon as anyone that, You've just sat in the car with us for an hour. Yeah, yeah. I don't think we've said a sentence without a swear. Hey, guys. G'day. Frankie from Diesel Gym. Jund Lup. In beautiful Perth compared to Adelaide anyway. Yeah, we're bringing the scum over. <laughs> You're the one that moved here. Jesus. <laughs> so guys, thanks for having me on. Pinky, thank you for the sakyat earlier on and the hospitality. It's been great. Pleasure. Definitely made Adelaide worth it. Otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Well, thanks, buddy. Thanks for saying my gym's awesome, mate. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Around the gym, not so much. <laughs> Man, we get extra workouts around here. Yeah, but it's funny chatting to you guys about all the shit that we talk about in Perth, the same shit happening. Yeah, like, man. Like, yeah. Sitting there and hearing how WMC guys are not as spastic anymore and like they're much more controlled, the shows there. Yep. The shows that we pick to go on, the shows we don't pick to go on. There's literally fighters where you got to go, all right, you suit this show. Yep. Me and Carl be sitting there, I'm like, that's a judge, that's a judge, change the game plan. Literally, like as yeah, the fight's okay, about yeah. to start, you take the Mong Kong off, go, oh, remember how we planned six weeks to kick? Don't kick. No, they were putting that shit on our chest and running forward. Yeah, yeah, throw 30 punches and yeah, let's have some fun. Yeah. And it's interesting seeing how, but it is getting better, kind of. Yeah, yeah, no, it is. It, yeah. As, a, as a whole, it's getting better, but it's still, there's still that, there's still lots of poo in there. <laughs> yeah, um, I heard you screaming out poo before. Yeah. I think there's just, like we were speaking about it, there's so many different theories on what Muay Thai is. And yeah. that immediately, as soon as I say it, if Blair Smith is listening to this, he'll probably go, fuck, there's only one Muay Thai. And <laughs> yeah, you're right. But it's the, the, a lot of people like myself believe the sport's evolving and the sport's changing. Yeah. Um, let's hope it changes in the direction where we can still call it Muay Thai. Yeah, 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 for sure. And I feel like a lot of the controversies that are out there because people are confused is causing a lot of problems let, let, let's let's figure out why let, let for the people who don't know frankie <laughs> let's go back to the beginning like where you started sort of thing and and how you came to love muay thai yeah sure so i started muay thai when i was um 20 i started late i had a few really bad years in my life <laughs> seems and to be then, the going trend <laughs> well no i think with the, I, I followed the trend everyone did i started off bjc yep Started doing Zendo Kai, realized that uh, I was never to that do guy. with Oh <laughs> man, I was that <laughs> I remember, the thing is, I started when I was like 110 kilos, a smoker and addict, all sorts of stuff. So I remember standing up at the BJC Muay Thai class and going, I wonder when I'll be good enough to do that. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, when you first walk in, like, my God, I watched movies about this, guys. This is fucking <laughs> Van Damme in real life. <laughs> And then um, a few months in, realized it wasn't. And I was lucky enough to, um, my boxing coach at that point sent me across to Riddler. Cool. Who was your, your, your boxing coach? Bobby Bain. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a legend of a bloke. And he yeah. goes, look, if you want to take Muay Thai seriously, there's only one person to go to in Perth. And it's Riddler. So he goes, look, his gym's on this road. And I've gone up and down this fucking road <laughs> looking for a gym. <laughs> that, that, and I've called him and he goes, pull up to the car park and you'll hear the noises. I was like, what the fuck am I walking Was that in the same place where he is now? Across the road from... Nah, no, man. Nah, I was in his no, garage. Um, oh, in his okay, double right. garage. Yeah, so I right. went there and I heard Chris White. <laughs> and, yeah, 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 yeah. and I was like, someone's getting fucking whipped in there. <laughs> <laughs> because you hear this pop and kick and like... Man, I was like, oh, what's happening in there? And I've gone in and I've just seen 
Chris, you know, 55 kilos. Yeah, we about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Throwing these kicks and Daz catching them. And I was like, oh my fucking God, what is this? And I've sat there, watched this first class, and I've gone, okay, I clearly haven't been getting taught in Muay Thai. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Daz goes to me, he goes, you know, what do you want to do? Do you want to fight or do you want to grade? And I go, no, I want to fight. He goes, all right, you know, so we made the transition. And I was lucky I had a whole bunch of fights very quickly back to back. And because back then, you know, and MWP. Could it yeah. <laughs> yeah, we could. We had the opportunity there. And I got through the ranks pretty well. But then coming to fight in Adelaide, I had an MRI head scan. They told me you got too much fluid around your brain. So if you get whiplash, you can have brain hemorrhage. You were supposed no to fight way. Milan Milosevic. Yeah, was, Milan Milosevic. Um, Adrian, you still owe me for that MRI. And um, <laughs> the promoter was still made for the MRI. But no, look, it, it was a blessing in disguise because my style was a very tough style, like taking shots. And when they tell you your head can't take shots, it kind of yeah, like, yeah. It fucked with me. So at that point, Daz was just about to grow to the bigger one across from the paddock. He goes, I've just expanded. I need help as an assistant coach. And I went, fuck it, done. So I, he brought me back, he, you know, he gave me Muay Thai, which was beautiful, and then he brought me back into the sport as a coach. And I was able to spend seven or eight years with Daz as yeah. he grew people like Kaylee, Chad, yeah, yeah. Eugene. You know, Kaylee came a few Big months era. after I came through. So I was very blessed that I learned coaching Muay Thai Kaylee fought him. just around the corner from my gym. She came, when she came to Adelaide, she fought in Adelaide. And she fought just around the corner from my gym. Like you go oh, past, no you go past there on the way to my house. Bro, my first fight, I've got footage of this. Daz and Kaylee hadn't met yet. Kaylee was fighting at another gym. I was That's getting right. warmed up for my first fight. My brother-in-law was recording me. <laughs> sees Kaylee fucking smashing pads. Turns the camera around and starts recording Kaylee. <laughs> points over and the coach is stalking my brother-in-law. Going, why the fuck are you recording? Yeah. And my brother-in-law was like, And at that point, they didn't know each other, man. That wasn't our first That's fight. So, yeah, no, that, that was... I was very blessed with that, you know? Yeah. And then... Um, Packed up, uh, 29, 30 years old, the usual Aussie thing, ran away to London for a few years. Yeah, okay. I was a tax accountant before that. And then London, I had the opportunity of training at Diesel Gym there and then helping run the Muay Thai team. And that's what actually transitioned me. You know, in my 20s, accountant full-time Muay Thai hobby. But yeah. in London, it gave me the opportunity where then Muay Thai all of a sudden became a full-time thing. Yeah, yeah. And as soon as I did, I went, oh, fuck it. This. Yeah. You know what I mean? I had my own fighters and had a lot of success taking the Aussie Thai style to the English kickboxing style. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. That we ended up getting like seven proper titles in a period of two years. Oh, Our sweet. team just dominated. Where was that? Which gym? It was this little wicked little gym in London, which is now expanded as well. So I was there as an assistant coach. And when I came back into Perth, Joondalup, Pony yeah. suburb, London's famous gym. Yeah, London yeah, yeah. Gym. Love, right, that yeah. was the pitch. Yeah, it would but, make sense while Steve's up there, obviously, too, you know, being, yeah, loves being that yeah, he's a pop yeah, as well. No, so I've been very blessed with the lineage that I've had from Riddler to Diesel. They all fell into line. You know, Diesel Jim is named after yeah. Diesel Noy. Yeah, so okay. Diesel Noy being, you know, the legend. So it yeah, all stayed yeah. in its origin. And even Diesel Jim in London going more towards MMA, which is what he loves so dearly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Still we talk about it every episode. Non-stop. I love it. I love yeah, it like clearly, having words. Clearly, he loves the team bagging. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it, it's the lineage. I think it, it is. Crucial. Lineage is what it's all about. Nugget talks about it a lot. Like, it's so essential. If your trainer can't say, if your trainer can't say who they've learnt from, 
there's a problem. There's a problem. 100%. Yeah. So what we were discussing this before, and this is my pet fucking hate. As much as everyone hates the commission, we don't need a government-based commission, but we need some standard body which goes, dickhead, you can't coach just because yes. you've had five fights or yeah. even 30 fights. Like people look at myself and they go, I must have gotten lucky. I went, no, cunt. I spent 10 years with Riddler. Like, yeah, I yeah, spent yeah. 10 years every single night holding pants. We were calculating it. Like, I think I did about 1,500 corners with Riddler before I took my first fight of myself in London. And even then, I was calling Riddler. I was like, fuck, man, how do I wrap hands? What do I say? What do I do? Oh, yeah, yeah, man. And I've yeah. done 1,500 corners with one of, I'd classify as one of the best coaches in the world. And then you got yeah. these guys like, no, well, I kind of, you know, had 10 wins, 10 losses. I've done Muay Thai for three years. I know what to do. You're like, nah, man, you've got to, you've got to put so much effort and yeah. time in, yeah. in, in the background. And I think that's one of the problems with the sport. It always has been here in England where I've been, where you've got some real legitimate guys and some real fucking people not doing their apprenticeship this is the this yes. is, I speak about all the time yes you're like you don't go from being a fighter to being a trainer you go from, you, you do you 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 go from a fighter to assistant coach to a trainer so you yeah, know like yeah. Lucas you guys yeah, everyone yeah. knows Lucas so Lucas started with us he was a painter and he started Muay Thai and then he worked through the ranks I'm going to paint me just saying well, I'm sure you have <laughs> that's why he keeps fighting in Adelaide sorry Lucas <laughs> He's already cringing hearing this. <laughs> but he, we, the way we transitioned him into a coach is we went, all right, so you're doing one-on-one -on -one sessions with newbies and beginner classes. You've got to learn to teach someone how to yeah. stand properly first. Yeah. You've got to learn to teach someone to throw their guard first. If someone's an unk, if someone is left-handed, right-handed, tall, skinny, big, short, background boxing, background soccer, you've got to learn to adapt what they're capable right. of. Yes. And then, okay, so from beginners, you've done that for six months. Now let's move you up to the ranks until you reach a point five, six years in where you can start really giving critique over people sparring and yeah, into yes. clubs. And then you put them into their into clubs and then you, you slowly get them through the ranks. Whereas a lot of guys, the beauty of our sport expanding is we had some amazing coaches who had some good fighters and they've grown their own sport now. Mm. But you've got cowboys that are doing cowboys and we all know Leave which the gym cowboys because of ego. Yeah. Leave gym because of an ego and they go and start their own gym and they don't even know what they're fucking doing. Or even worse, so how do we put this for life? Fuck What The thing is, there's actual organizations who I'd say 90% of that organization have never really fought, fought Muay Thai, have never been around Muay yeah. Thai. They don't even teach Muay Thai. On the signage of the wall, they have Muay Thai and they have all the other things that are not... Do you know what I mean? Like, it, it's crazy. And different styles of Muay Thai is fine, but it's still got to be Muay Thai. Like, yeah. We've never been talking about yeah. Dutch-style Muay Thai yeah. versus traditional Muay Thai. No such thing as Dutch-style kickboxing with elbows. Mm, yeah, <laughs> we can debate that all night like, long. As, 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 that's the comparison of Queensland. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's where the sport really needs to be focused on. You know, we've, we've got this massive fucking issue in Perth. And I know this issue's worldwide. But Perth particularly, because I grew up underneath the lineage of, and time of Riddlers and Blair Smiths and all of these guys. Yeah. And kicks to the fucking arms. Like, <laughs> we always got taught, you know, we joke around, I said, like, because I was one of Daz's first fighters, I was short and stocky, but he still made me a left kicker. 
And like, you know, long after when I was like, why wasn't I an aggressive brawler? You know what I mean? Like, that's my style. That's the style. I yeah. teach aggression because I'm short. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he made me, and I always remember, I've taught for 20 years, kicks, wins, fights. Until now, we get people that I respect dearly in the judging scene going, well, the rules book says it's got to show effect. Yeah, and I'm like, unless you're fucking Yodson Cly, your kick is not gonna move an 80 kilo trained fighter coming at you. If your kick stops them, that's effect, that's physics. Mm -hmm. Forward energy gets stopped, there's an effect. But if you expect every single left kick to move the person out of the way, oh no, that that doesn't score. But a jab to the gut, which pushes their head back a little bit, score, score, score. Mm -hmm. You know, when the fuck? They're like, what's going to show? Okay, okay, so your padding rules, how the fuck does that show effect? Like, how the fuck does a 45, 50-year-old, 50-kilo girl show effect? And that has become one of those things where every single fight that I've been in in Perth in the past two years, I go, I don't know if that one or not. Like, I, I, I don't I, know. I, I never have a clue. I never, I never know. Like, I know. I never my, know now. I know in my heart who's one yeah, or whatever. Because yeah. like I score it like I've said. No, I know. Yeah, 100%. But, but going, oh, I wonder if it's going to be me or not. Like I, you, you can't even pick it. Even no. though you know. You know yeah, you won yeah. it. And all of a sudden it's like they put up the other hand and you go, oh, well, it's to be expected. It's fucking... This show. Oh, it's ridiculous. It really show. is. Like we've had fights where in the third round... I'm, I'm hearing the coach tell his fighter, you've got to knock him out, you're losing, you've got to knock him out, and then we come back and the other boy won the fight. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. There was a standing eight count in that fight. How did he yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, I think, and that's, and I don't, look, I would never be a judge because I find this extremely fucking difficult. And Carl exactly. and I have had this conversation where we feel sorry for the judges because they don't get enough incentive. Yeah. They don't get enough pay. They don't get enough promotion. What is the point of them going to this effort and getting the abuse that they get from That's us? That's right. Well? Yeah, 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 yeah. But then I think as a fighter, the fighters that lose faith because they get one shitty decision mm. after another shitty I've got decision. It, I've got it with my boxer now, my young boxer. I reckon he's like, um, I've got, basically here, I've got one main fighter who I've got. We sponsor him. He doesn't. Mm -hmm pay a cent to train here yep. we pour all our time and money it, because yeah. he yeah it's exactly it he's fucking worth it he puts in the time and I know like what you're talking about developing fighters I know he'll give back soon like he's already yes. talking about being a PT here and doing his yeah, thing brilliant. but That's what you same want. sort of thing he's a young dude and he's like boxing different but still like he, he's had these close fights and he's on the like the, the, the end of the decision that we've like we've come out and gone that's his surely that's his and then he's not winning the fight. You no. know? Like for these young kids, it's gonna dishearten them to yeah. keep going 100%, 100%. sometimes. You know, like we were having this conversation because there's some coaches out there that oh fucking winning doesn't matter. Nah, it does. You know, losing doesn't especially, matter. Especially but to winning the younger guys, like yeah, there's, there's a big part of it with those younger lads, especially. I would like, say anyone, even a top elite level, you lose ten fights. Yeah, in if a you're getting row, if you're getting shit decisions like all the time, you just go, what the fuck am I bothering? I would yeah, even go yeah. that further on as a coach's responsibility. If you put your fighter in ten hard losses. Even though they would grow, there's a certain point with a psyche, because like we were discussing, people that do Muay Thai aren't natural born killers. They're generally the people that have got this timidness or that this demon yeah, or yeah. this fear inside of them. And Muay Thai teaches them that 
it's okay to be scared. You're still fucking powerful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you lose and you lose and you lose and the coach is proud that we don't give a fuck if we lose. At some point, you've got to realise it's that coach's ego about the losing. You know, oh yeah, we're the tough. No, 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 cool, cool. Take tough fights. Test your guys. Challenge your guys. Know your guys have got heart. But like you said beautifully before, not into a dangerous fight. Nah. You know, because you want to put, oh, my cock speaking. You know, there's yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Brazilian coach that I had, he said it beautifully. He goes, he's coming with my dick. And a lot of these coaches are doing it. They're coming. They're still being big dogs. Yeah. Because they're being the big dogs with their fighters and they're putting them through. And I'm seeing these guys go through and lose and lose and get disheartened. There's fighters that need to lose, don't get me wrong. Yeah. There's fighters that you need to put in to get flogged for them to realize, nah, you're Check not that big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they need a few hard losses. There's always a bigger fish, man. They need to meet that bigger fish every now and then. 100%. You know? Like Lucas right now, we've, Carl is at the stage right now with Lucas. Well, we've gone, yeah, now back to back, whoever we take, whatever it is, we'll fight, you know, Tyler, Marco, heavier, more experienced. But he's not getting knocked now. out. He's not, no. It's no. a huge difference. He's, he's you know, hard losses because they're, you know, he's fighting big names, but he's not getting KO'd. He's, he can protect himself. He's yes. not, he's not, and to be honest, he's not really out of his depth. Any of those moves. three fights. Like someone went to me. Well, he beat Marco, but he, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We won't get into that. Yeah, I know. Everyone knows. Fuck. Let's not, let's not put salt in that wound. But the simple <laughs> nah, fact is, even <laughs> if he did get slept, it wouldn't be a. It wouldn't, no one would be salty about that. He would be. But if he got KO'd by Tyler, who's fought on one championships and is an mm. incredible fucking fighter. Marco, who's a veteran and has fought the best fought everyone. for 20 yeah. years, who I do respect as a fighter. And then recently, James, who went up in weight, you mm. know, we, we, that fight, him surviving was a win. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's simple, man. You, you give up weight or you give up um, number of fights. You don't give up both. No. So, big heart to him that he, he took that fight and... But now he needs a matchup that's his proper matchup. You yeah, know, like, yeah. yeah. Now he needs a hard matchup at his level. But the problem yeah. is, once you have those three fights, there's no one at his level that's going to come back. This is the problem. Yeah, and no. this, this, I kind of got onto this with my boy Panna, who was main event on the weekend. Like, he can't go back down. He, he went 4 0. Oh, you met him yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Forward, yesterday. Um, he went 4 0. And all of a sudden, everyone thought he was good. And he's still a bum. He's still brand new. He's just, he's literally had like one hard fight out of those three. How many, what's your commission rules here? What's padding? Um, oh, it's just once you get a head scan, you don't have to have padding. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Okay, see the one thing I, I'm, and you're gonna hate what, me for this. What's it in Perth at the moment? Commission the padding, um, in WA, like you gotta wear pads up to four or five fights. Like, yeah. and probably I like that, pieces. I don't mind like that. that. Like, uh, yeah, chest, and he go, fuck, it's changed so many times. At first it was Only the whole kids kit. Wear chest guards then the all. chest guards have been permanently taking off, but headpieces is a lot. I think headpiece is the last thing that stays on now, which doesn't make sense, but I'm, I think understand. the last thing's actually shin guards. Is it shin guards I now? Because for a while it was the headpiece. Yeah, for a while it wasn't. You'd see dudes yeah. fighting with headgear on, but and no shinies. Else. And we were like, okay. that's the worst thing. But the good thing is, like we were speaking about amateurs, it allows them to quickly get one fighter after another. Yeah. Like I remember I had six fights for Riddler in a span of nine months, including over Christmas. And by the last one, I was so fucking banged up. Yeah. Like I've gone from no exercise, no training, 
to six months of training and back-to-back fights. I remember I used to get my fucking ankles used to be the size of my quads. And that was yeah, that. So there's no padding back. No in padding. Yeah, yeah. So I, I remember my first. I had padding fight. for my first couple. No, I was supposed to have padding for my first fight. <coughs> my shin pads. And I remember Ridley. I never fucking forget this. And it was in Kenwick. So worse than here. And he's put the robe on. I'm like, Daz, what about the shin pads? He goes, Nah, mate. Promoter doesn't want them. I was like. Oh my god! <laughs> Best way for you to deal with it, but yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, because like, like, like that. Like, yeah. Promoter doesn't want it. Good. I was like, oh. yeah. yeah. Like you know, like stringing fights together, like certain styles find it a lot easier. Like my boy Jason, Fifty Shades. He 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 walked in the gym. Then two two years and one week later, he had his seventeenth fight from the first time he walked in the gym. Yeah. Like seventeen fights. He had eleven fights in two thousand nineteen. Shit. Like and. Once was banged up, yeah. You know, like he was, yeah. And it was just, you know, he's he he's a near, so like you know, he just cleans yeah. most of the fights, yeah. you know. And if you've got that style, that works really well. But see, now you've got a lot of gyms because I remember back in the day, like dads just go, no low kicks, you just bang up your shins. Yes, that Thai style, which is which is right because nowadays most most of the boys who fight, they are banged up. Mm. They are fucking banged yeah. up. There's no more that smart style. And this is what I mean the sport has evolved. Even for the crowd, the concept of three round fights, the concept of um, the small gloves. Yeah. At the end of the day, and this is where me and you were peacefully arguing, if you want the sport to evolve, it has to sell. Yeah. And you know, the, the hardest part as part of the consulting of what we teach the businesses is you need to be able to sell, otherwise you're gonna go you don't sell. It's not about selling, you know, you're not a dodgy car salesman selling a Mercedes to someone who needs a fucking Toyota. But you've yeah. got to be able to sell the sport. And unless you're a Muay Thai enthusiast, the beauty of Muay Thai doesn't captivate you. Yeah. And the promoters, I get on their side as well because they can't sell tickets to anyone that's not part of the scene. Mm. You know, I saw the other week at BJJ, there were like fucking 600 competitors. Yeah, at BJJ, just competing. Yeah. Was that a, a, a BJJ combo or Mardi Gras? <laughs> <laughs> Mardi Gras was the after party. But he loves it. He loves it. But I thought you were going to say like, were they raw dogging or were they? It's traditional jujitsu. But that's where, like, sport, you can't do it part time either. Like, the thing is... You, BJJ, you train like a pro even when you're an amateur. Yes, man. BJJ, like, if you train three times a week, you can compete up to a top level and still survive. Whereas Muay yeah. Thai, nah, man. If you're going for your inter-club, yeah. you're training four times... Like, our club anyway, four times a week, three hours. Yeah. That's for an inter-club. You go for a fight five times a week. You're at Lucas's level. You're training twice a day. Yeah. Like there's, you know, Carl's in there every morning. I remember for all my fighters, I'd be in the morning for the guys at lunchtime, for evenings. It's a full-time fucking game. To me, I have what they need to do. If they don't do it, they're still fighting. I don't give a fuck. But again, your style is a very calculated, sensible style. Yeah, you don't it's need a big gas tank generally uh, anyway. Yes, yeah, so my style, yeah. My style is... is you know, and especially with Perth, it's diff- I don't know how it is in Adelaide. I think you guys still got a lot more cowboy gyms than good quality gyms, and I might be wrong about yeah, that. Yeah, that where you can tilt place. <laughs> where you <laughs> can smart Muay Thai, whereas Perth, I believe we've got very strong. We've got the best Muay Thai in Australia. Like, yeah. like trying to play technical against like Blair's gym or something like that, it just doesn't work. 
And then Riddlers, even if you look at Riddlers now, I'd say one of the most technical ones out there, he's still the aggressive hands and low kicks, mm. the Barry Olivers, the Lloyd Dean clinches, very, very different. I think going to Queensland, your tie style would have to be fucking impeccable. Oh, yeah, because otherwise some cunts just putting their chin on their chest and running forward, barreling yeah. with lots of hands. Whereas here, I think, like we found that, well, I found that when I went into the UK, playing a smart Muay Thai against the kickboxers in the UK was like first or second round legs or knee stoppage of yeah. Muay Thai comfortably. Yeah. Just because they wouldn't change their stance. Mm. Like the first round I go just kick that leg, tie him up, dump him to the right. It's Every much, time it goes anything. It's pretty much Adelaide now. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's just starting to develop now where you can actually get some, you know, there's more gyms starting to, or guys, not necessarily gyms, but more people are starting to learn what Muay Thai is. And whether they learn off of YouTube, well, however they learn it, <laughs> but, but they, they're coming out with a Thai style though. Like yes. they might not be from a Thai style gym, but they're coming out with a Thai style. See, this is where me and you were having that discussion between kickboxing and Muay Thai. And my personal what is opinion, this kickboxing you speak of? This kickbox. My personal opinion comes movement and stance yeah. is the distinguishing factor. If you bounce, or if your foot is turned in. It's kickboxing. Yeah. If you've got that square stance and you've got that rhythm, you know, we always say, well, for me personally, musically wise, you'd understand this as well, Matt. That movement is movement to that music. So if you can move to that music based on your stance, that's Muay Thai. Now, whether you throw a leg, left kick tie style, whether you smash it into the leg, whether, you know, you throw more than four punches in a combo, so no longer Muay Thai. I'd say two punches, you know what I mean? Like that, that, that rhythm in the music, which translates into the ring, mm. is Muay Thai. Whereas you can imagine kickboxing is like drum and bass, you know? Yeah, yeah. And don't get me wrong, like yeah. one of my favorite fights is Goten Saki versus Tyrone Spong. That trilogy with the end Spong breaking the shin, there yeah. is no one that can say that is not incredible. That's not an incredible fight. Fight, yeah, know? which is oh, what, what which is what that we've spoke about. Like we were talking about how like like I consider myself like I'm a more like I love I love Muay Thai. I love, but I'm also a fight fan. Yes. Like I, which is why I love MMA. Which is why I love boxing. Which is why you know like we've discussed like you're a Muay Thai purist. You're all about the tie, and I like the fight as you know. Like yeah. not saying that you so don't I, like no, the no, fight, but, but, I, like, but I, like, yeah. I, I love Muay Thai. I love everything Muay Thai. Like real yeah. Muay Thai, but. I, but I also love boxing. But to me, yeah. I totally yeah. I watch like, it, I, and I can watch boxing as a brawl. Yeah, but I can't watch Muay Thai as a brawl. No, but like and like you like the, yeah, in the, sa- in the see, same Muay Thai is a f- every, so it, we look at it as every Muay Thai fight fits into the fight category where you've got different styles of fight. Yeah, but not every fight is Muay Thai. No, Muay Thai has the beauty about it that whatever we teach yeah. it. The other week I was teaching lean backs and I was telling them, "Gone guys." When we teach the beauty of Muay Thai, when we talk about Muay Thai, we go to the most beautiful sport and you see some guy getting split open by an elbow and go, what the fuck is beautiful about that? Yeah. This is the beauty about it. And you teach the lean back and you teach the elegance in that small yeah. move to avoid a full power fucking baseball bat coming out of your head. Yeah. That, that photo, anyone yeah. that captures that lean yeah. back photo and the leg coming back in a proper style, that's fucking beauty. Yeah. I've got like four photos like that of me trying to do it, but instead it's just a foot on my face. 
<laughs> oh, like Petrosian. Oh, so, the difference yeah. between kickboxing and Muay Thai. <laughs> yeah. Kickboxing, their movement, they're very loose. So he's leaned back, but everything's soft. Mm. So his chin gets taken out. Yeah. yeah. Whereas Muay Thai, our beauty is in our strength in those movements. So everything is powerful. Because it's not so much. You know? I always teach Muay Thai, it's zero to 100. You're zero, boom, to 100. Zero, yeah, yeah. boom, to 100. There's none of this staying at 50 and pop, 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 There's no feelers. No feeling. Yes. That's how you don't do it. Is that me? I think that. I've got two like that. Remember when we talked about capturing your podcast? Pardon? We're going to capture your podcast. Capturing like images that, you know, captures attention from marketing. That one. That's it. I've got two. I've got him and I've got one of Chris Watt doing it to me as well. Oh, oh nice! No, I, <laughs> I was actually speaking to Chris the other week because I've been doing some pads with Carl. Nice guy. Love yeah, he's a nice guy. I, really... I, I didn't get his movement because I was like, "Why does? Why do you guys all stand up with your neck perched up here? Like if you watch Chris, yeah, he's here, and it's like that makes no sense to me in Muay Thai because you get taped here, boom, you're yeah, yeah. back. Someone comes in, you got nowhere to fucking go. Again, stance and movement, but I think that's because Pomon's had quite a boxing influence in his gym and Chris was transitioning from a BJC gym to playing with some boxing. Well, he did a lot of boxing fight. as well. He did quite a, a bit of boxing. No, uh, Chris, I think Chris, Chris was, yes, did yeah, a bit yeah. of boxing And that's well, what eh? I think that movement came through. Mm. See, that's what I mean. Boxing, the rhythm of boxing. The pop, 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 pop. That's the rhythm of kickboxing. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're like, to me, they're one and the same, really. Like, just one has, has kicks in it and one... But yeah. Muay Thai? Yeah. No, see, and that's what I meant, Liam, where you go, no, he's not Muay Thai. I'm going, Liam's rhythm suits the Muay Thai music. It is bang, bang, bang. He goes zero, zero, zero. Then I, just, I just don't think, I, for me, I, I just don't think I like the aggression. Ah, that's, yeah. I think that's probably... And that's not Muay Thai in your eyes. Unless, so, you know, unless, unless you've got the guy hurt, and then So you what do you that. think of Rod take? I don't think he's got aggression. You don't think he's Muay Thai? He's my brother-in-law, right? Yeah. Fuck off, really? Yeah. Um, oh, Jesus. All right. Well, yeah. would you consider him traditional Muay Thai? Like, yeah, like a traditional puncher, yeah. Traditional puncher, yeah. So what would be different between him and Liam? Not so, No combinations. Really? Because Rod Tank throws four punches, five Yeah, punches. but it's... But it's brawling punches. They're not They're not pretty punches. It's... I, to me, I look, I look at those two like totally different, hey? I don't look at them two as anything like the same sort of thing. I look at Liam... As the Western Unwat. Unwat case I'm reading. Like, yeah. But yeah, that, that's the way I see Liam. The truth is, if you look at Liam's striking, if you look at Liam's combo, never more than three punches. He'll never throw a flag. So I, I, I don't not like Liam, mate. Like, no, 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 I, I no. Like no 100%. It's a brilliant fighter. But yeah. the conversation about it being Muay Thai it's, it's, is always it's, that To me, it's not part. a. For his, for his skill set, with everything that he throws, I don't think he. I don't think it suits the way that he fights. Like I think he needs to have it more of a. He needs to play like the the the, the chess match needs to be involved a little bit more. Yeah, okay. That's, and and that, that hits the money on your head. Yeah. So for yourself, Muay Thai is much more intelligent. Yeah, for sure. Like, it, yeah, like, yeah. Even even. No, dumb, I respect even, that. Even dumb fighters, that. even dumb fighters like Rotang. Even even like and he's fucking super dumb, bro. Like, <laughs> lucky like, he doesn't understand English. <laughs> whatever. I'm, I'm an older sibling. It's all right. <laughs> um, he, even someone as, as dumb as that, 
still has still plays a game. It's not just banging. So, so, and this is where it's the big difference. When you get taught Muay Thai in Thailand, you get taught the game of Thailand. Yeah, 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 for mm-hmm. sure. Where when you get Muay Thai anywhere else, you get taught to fight. That's right. You yeah. know what I mean? Like my gym motto stands strong because my style is there, the type to stand there and bang. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I brought Carl in because he's the technical, yeah. smarter, taller style. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's always interesting to hear the different styles of Muay Thai. You know yeah, what I sure. mean? Like you look at the pit out of all of them. Tires they come, but very aggressive. Yeah, yeah, you, you know, but then you put someone like Toby next to someone like um, Roy. Roy's a kicker, Toby's very aggressive. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, you've still got to know. You know See, pit. Roy's I would consider one of the most intelligent, aggressive fighters. Yeah, yeah, for played. sure. I, I love yeah. him, mate. Like, huge fan. Oh, massive, massive. Yeah. I've like known those guys for 20 years. Both of my losses were against the fucking pit. Oh, <laughs> I'm still bitter about that, Blair. But no, it's, it's you, you definitely see, and I get what you mean now, the intelligence behind it, which yeah. is something I've never there's, 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 there's definitely, not even necessarily intelligence, but there's a chess match. There's a game, the game going on. No, yeah. And it's not just a fight. Like, that's the difference, which I say, the biggest difference between kickboxing and Muay Thai mm. is kickboxing is a fight, Muay Thai, there's. There's got to be a chess match element, isn't it? So, who do you, who would you rate as a Westerner with that kind of style that you talk about? Like, oh, plenty of shitloads on this. Moss, yeah. for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but, but there's, but there's actually, there's actually shitloads of them. Like, no, no, I'm just saying in your, in your, in your ideas. Oh, one that's, that's, that's making a huge name for himself right now, like Liam Nolan. Yep. Um, yep. Or you know, same gym, Jonathan Haggerty. Um, yes, yeah, so Hag, yeah, okay. so Hag, Hag it is, yeah. Like you if you if you want to talk, talk nasty, if you yeah, if you want to talk England, like that to me is the Thai style gym. Okay, so then I'm going to throw this back at you. Yeah, body types. You got oh, you, you, shorter, but, stockier, but not everyone's going to fight. But yeah, you can you can still be smart. You can still, you can still have, look at Sanchai. Sanchai is always shorter than his opponents. Yeah, and, and yeah, but there is, but there's, but there's also you can still have I still do the IQ game. Uh, what's that? Now there is that East Coast tie and Tum, fucking beautiful Tum who, who the one that lived in Melbourne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah another yeah. one he's he's short. Style, beautiful, yeah, beautiful, yeah, amazing. Beautiful. But yeah, he when he throw a push kick, he throw it like it's fucking six foot five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No yeah, range. You yeah. got yeah. like I kind of do it. Like, so, oh, back, back, I think a lot of people only look at body shape to style. And not ability to style. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, See, for me, it's always been personality to style. Because yeah. I believe you can teach someone physically almost anything to an extent. Yeah. But try to change their personality. See, it doesn't work. Unless what they're trying to achieve is that growth internally. Yeah. Yeah. You want to um, let's let's get on to our questions before we run out of fucking time. Um, we got to do school runs and shit. <laughs> um, you just got to go do some salsa. Cha cha cha. All right. First up was from our very own Matthew Moss. Um, fighters with gyms as their last name, where, when, and why. Um, it sort of comes back to Thailand gyms uh, purchase fighters, purchase the rights to a fighter. And, or a sponsor purchases the right, like now, um, Sangmini is Saw Cafe Muay Thai. Um, it's a coffee brand, and he's been bought by them. 
So you pretty much have your main sponsor or your gym as your surname. That's pretty much it. It's not not much more than that. So it's you change gyms, you change surnames? Pretty much, yeah, uh, unless your sponsor came with you yeah, or okay, right. um, sometimes people in the same gym have different surnames. Like sit or back in the day, it's like nong or sit or. But then they had, was um, Sam A come over, but he was Gai Yang Hadao, which then Gai Yang Hadao sponsored um, Nong O as well. So he ended up being Gai Yang Hadao as well. But it wasn't the name of the gym. Um, Gai Yang Hadao was like five star chicken. Um, <laughs> five star grilled chicken. Yeah. What? Yeah. So, so chick, little, these little rock, these little, um, I was about to say in Thai, these little rock cans, um, this little like trolleys. Trolley, yeah, the chicken carts. Yeah, right. yeah. Um, I wonder if that sponsored sponsored them. So that's pretty much it. It's just yeah, yeah. As, as simple as that. Um, what are your thoughts on people who train simply because they love it? Simple answer: I fucking love this, and I love these people. Like, from a business point of view, pay the bills. But for me, someone just—I I don't care if someone's a fighter or not. As long as they, if they love it, if they love Muay Thai, that's all that matters. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I say to those people, at least do sparring. So you can, you know, you can actually, in your mind, you can have the little, the little I've done, I've done thing. It. I've done yeah. that thing, yeah. yeah. But um, you've got to be careful also, because then that crosses the barrier. That, oh, I fucking love to fight, mate. And then the dickhead never ends. Yeah, as long as they, as long as... Yeah, they, like, they've got to love it. But they're not the people who love Muay Thai. They're people who love their ego. Yeah, yeah. The people yeah, who yeah. really the love Muay Thai. people who love it and have the humility to go, I can't, I'm not going to fight, but I still want to be a part yeah, of Yeah, yeah, I love them. I love them people, because, you know, they're the people, for me, like... That joining with my fight team anyway. And Man, have you guys seen important. what us and Dawson have recently created? The yeah, fight man. camp experience. Yeah, that's it. So that's exactly for that. So people, a lot of people go, I can't fight because I can't stick to this for two years like you expect me to. Five yeah. nights a week, twice a day. And we go, all right, you've got three months, three times a week. We're going to put on this massive show. Yep. You're going to go up against another very green person. Yeah, we're just talking about it that. Gives them that the chance. other one, that yeah. the infliction one that they do. What are that? What are that? That's the wimp to warrior or whatever. Yeah, all the white on the boxing, all that kind of stuff. It gives people a chance to feel it. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure, hundred um, percent. Next one. Uh, so that was from uh, Daniel. Next one up is Kelly again from the Muay Thai Mouth. Um, people fighting for belts, titles, but not fighting the current champion. Well, they're not really fucking champions, and I guarantee they're fighting for a jelly bean belt that probably has three people as the title holder in the same weight division in that state. <laughs> I personally um, believe there is only one belt in Australia worth fighting for because of who you would fight, and there's only one belt in Australia worth fighting for because of the way it'll look on your shelf. Yeah, I think there's two. I think, I think there's two, but I'm with you. Yeah. Like it's the thing is, we spoke about it in the last one where, you know, if you if everyone's under the same, if everyone's under WMC or, or WBC, you know, there are similar rule set, similar judging set, and everyone's going to have the same mindset, and everyone's going to have to go through the same paths to fight for a title. Or, you know, certain experiences, certain records, you have to actually have won a certain number of fights yeah. to be able to fight. So I think WBC is definitely catching up yeah. very quickly to WMC. Yeah, I still, I still, so I still, for like I still eighteen WMC. years, WMC was it. I feel the past few years, WBC. World title wise, WBC. I don't know. Yes, so, yes, so yes. World on, title, on yeah. a state level or I'm Australian level, state level, WMC, hundred yeah, percent, yeah, to- totally, totally, totally with you there. Um, so yeah, unless you're fighting the champion, you're not the champion, and you need to stop talking. Like, and if you're winning an amateur world title, just you're not a world champion. Um, unless it's an IFMA, because then you're an IFMA, IFMA champion and you, don't, yeah. you win a gold medal. You don't win a belt for becoming... Or you do it like the UK used to... What's, uh, <laughs> what's uh, Waco? 
I know it's a, no, it's a it's kickboxing not. thing. It's, it's, it's not. That, it's not. It's, what is that? It's the... Oh. Waco, we put our kids... Oh, shit, I shouldn't say this because we actually put a lot of kids in. Waco, the, the, the thing is, uh, <coughs> Waco is a very, very... It's kickboxing. Taekwondo, nah, not even that, not man. Even. It's, very, it's kickboxing that gets taught in Taekwondo and Karate gyms. Yeah, right. So, ha, woo, ha, yeah, yeah, that yeah, kind of yeah. shit. Uh, all done on a contact points kind of thing, no real impact. Yeah, right. And you actually get disqualified if you hit them too hard. Okay. They have Waco like full contact fight. Well, don't like, they have Waco world champs? Like, 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 oh yeah, like they throw their belts out. Say, doesn't, um, like K1, it's, you've got to understand, a lot of those people aren't coming from a professional Muay Thai kickboxing or boxing Because it, yeah, okay. it is an amateur They're yeah. coming thing, from Taekwondo and Karate washed down Korean kickboxing. Yeah, okay. Like, it, it's like Zendu Kai guys going in for a fight. Sorry, but you know what I mean? No, against sorry. like against Muay Thai guys. Yeah. It's, it's for Waco, for karate, for Taekwondo, awesome thing. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. if we're talking about the top level combat sports, oh, yeah. it's, 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 you, see, you just see a lot of gyms like in our, in our realm who have got... No, we put our juniors. Yeah, 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 that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Use it as a tool, but... Yes. You, it's but a develop, more of a development tool than... One user for those people that love the sport but can't fight. Yeah, so we've yeah. had 50-year-old mums going Yeah, cool. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, but 100%, unless you're a WMC or a WBC champion, you're not a champion. Yeah, yeah that is that is That is it. Like, that's... I want to I leave it at that before we start dissing more... Oh, sanctions. yeah. Because, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, in my opinion, yeah. aside from those two, they're all shit. Yeah. And that's that's my truth. You know what? If you're if you if you're happy for having that belt, wicked good on you. I'm proud of you. If that's what it takes, awesome. Mate. But you're not the true champ. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it use it as an advertising tool. You know, like for the people who aren't. Yeah, that's it. right. That's, yeah. That for sure. Um, next one from Blade in uh, Northern Territory. Juniors cutting weight. Personally, I don't agree with it, especially if it's their first fight. Oh, I don't think kids should be cutting weight. Maximum maybe like half a kilo or something just to get under that weight division. Anything more than that is ridiculous, especially girls. Um, you're you're risking hor- permanent hormone damage. Look at other gymnasts. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So um, hormone damage, whether you're going to have kids, I don't know. All that kind of stuff. It's the issue you're going to fall now into, and we've had this a few times. This whole fucking weight cut thing, because there's been such a focus on not putting pressure on weight cuts. There's coaches that just take the piss and come a couple of kilos over. But then that, the thing is, that that's where. They don't get to fight. You, and you, then you your nominate. Guy your, misses out that's right. That is, that is, that is, that is, or they still fight, but there's okay. You you get this fight, but you're not on the next show. You're punished for a show. This is where promoters need to have some balls as well and say you're you, you're not on the next show because you didn't make weight for this one. And then you can't. Do you punish the gym, or do you? I mean, do you punish the fighter, or do you punish the gym? Punish the, the gym. gym. That way, the, oh, fight, the, the gym, fighter. Yeah. yeah. But that's how. See, these are all the things I keep saying it, and it's fucked because our community is so stubborn. But we need some kind of organisation just to even provide the information and the education to. But people still don't want to get educated. People, people, people don't, don't want to get educated by the government commission. No, they don't want to get educated by anyone, bro. Like, if they don't want so to, if you got the people that are respected in this sport and admired in this sport, but that's only the people that do respect them and admire them. These people, yeah. like, so for me, if you're if you nominate a kid at sixty four kilos, right? There's a there's some. Oh, there's, Oh, can they come down to 62? Fuck coming down to 62. I've got a boy at 62. Do you want them to fight? Yeah, okay. Because the cunt ain't going to fucking make weight anyway. No. He's a kid. He's not going to yeah. cut down to 62 kilos. Yeah. Like, 
So just give that's where it needs to be. Just be fucking honest. Mm. Well, like, the truth is, and people go to me, oh, why do you guys cut weight? I go, look, as an adult, three kilos is a massive muscle difference. You got a three kilo yeah. weight difference as an elite athlete, you're getting knocked the fuck out. Mm. Whereas as a junior, it's three kilos of fat or not yeah, fat. It's you know, yeah, fat. if the kid they walks in and goes six pack on his fucking neck, you go, all right, maybe this is a match we need to pull. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if he comes in and the kid's a little bit taller, a little bit shorter, a little bit pump or whatever, but, and again, man, it's fucking difficult. I've always <laughs> avoided kids because all you've got to do is put your kid against an island, the kid, and yeah. you're fucked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Same way. Yeah. Male hands. Yeah, yeah. 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 So that's, that's the thing. With, for me, it's kids are just, you've, you've, you've just got to be honest with what they walk around at. Because if they're that way and this one's that way, man, just take it. Yeah. Don't fucking fuck around with weight for kids. You don't need to. No. Even like, you know, 55 kilos, 58 kilos. It is what it is. If they're kids, no one's fucking, no, no, you know, 14 year old girl is going to be super powerful. Yeah. You know what I mean? No 14 year old boy is going to be super powerful, except for maybe if they're an islander, but you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's only when they get start getting up in weight anyway. That's no, right. Because we're sort of, Dragging on the time a little bit here. We'll get on to the last one. Title fights. Beating the champ, winning by a split, uh, versus winning by a split decision. Something I will stick by for the rest of my life is if you're taking someone's belt, like, and I'm, world champion is world champion. You've, they've earned that fucking spot. You can't just, just, just take it. That's, that's, I've seen it, I saw it here in Adelaide where Kurt Finlayson fought Burning Top King Boxing for a world title here in Adelaide. And it was a really close fight and the judges had a split point win to, win to Kurt. Stefan Fox gets in the ring and goes, no, it's a draw, he keeps the belt. Really? Yeah. Which, because it wasn't enough. There wasn't, it wasn't taken that, man, that, you're the king of the world when you're the world champion. I agree, Spitz points. What about if it was a clear loss? Oh, totally. No. Yeah, no, 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 that's a fine. Loss is a loss. A loss is no, no, no. Oh, sorry. So, okay, no, no, so the Liam Nolan fight is that what you mean? Like, because that was that was actually a, a rip-off split point. It should have been a unanimous win to, to Liam. No, but not even that. You, you see wins happen, and they're not convincing. So, so growing up, you've always that's what I mean. It's got to be a convincing, a convincing win, win. but not necessarily splits point. It would. The thing is, if it's. If, if, if a judge if has gone to the other person, yeah. then it's close. Yeah, it's only if it's, it's not close. Point. Yeah, it's not close. It, See, it, the thing is, remember how I said before, someone who I love and respect dearly in the judging community, but has thrown around the whole rules book so much, and that's what's confused the left kick scene, in my opinion, and it would be screaming off his head about, nah, five rounds, it's mathematical, round one, round two, round three, round four, round five, Two out of three judges due to probability. That's odds law. That's why there's three judges. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, that's okay yeah. for everything but a world title. <laughs> well, I'm like, no, well, okay, that's what it says in the technical rule books. But the problem is, you look at the people that wrote those rule books, and there's unwritten rules in the sport. 100%. And then I get the flip side argument well, fuck, that's where all the problems happen in the unwritten rules. We're trying to find organization. But it's exactly right. Like for us, it's always been a left kick to the armed sports. If it's a Muay Thai kick. Yeah. You flick the leg, no. If you see pivot in the hips and the hips turn and the kick lands anywhere on the arms, if, if the person, because this is the funny thing, I, I turned around um, when we were saying it, who was I speaking to? Oh, Murray. And I had this big, uh, Murray and I, I had this big conversation with him and the conversation was the kicks coming to the arms and um, he goes, look, if, if, they're, if they're bracing for it, it's a block. 
And I went, so if you kick me in the thigh and nice. I brace nice. for it, that's a block, right? And he goes, nah. I went, why not? It's the same thing, yeah. I go, I targeted your arm. You didn't lift up the correct Muay Thai technique, which yeah. is a check or a catch or a counter. You braced it. You didn't throw an effective. Brace, boom, hit back, it works. So going back to that, that whole concept of what we've grown up to be taught what Muay Thai is, to what Muay Thai is now, significantly. Yeah, for sure. I, I just... As, as, a, as a world, for a world title, like on the weekend, so I've actually watched the fight now, Liam Nolan versus Yusuf Buganam. Um, man, hats off to Liam, because he clearly won that fight. Mm-hmm. But it was obviously set up for Yusuf to win. Like, Yusuf got a nut shot, so the ref's picking him up and shaking him and then massaging his guts and shit. This is the ref doing this in, oh, no in, during the fight. Yeah, yeah, like it was, it was clear was in the Netherlands. It was clearly set up for Yusuf to, to be the champ, to continue being the champ. But they gave a split points win to Liam, which he deserves the win because it was should have been unanimous, should have been like an easy win to him. But on paper it wasn't. So to me it wasn't really the title. Like he didn't, you know what I mean? But the thing is you'd have to give him the belt because this is where it's that, but in this situation, yeah. he clearly won the fucking fight. One ref is a fucking tard. Yes. Like... Yeah, it's it's so. I, and you know what? That falls back constantly. There's not enough done for refs and judges in our sport. True. Like it definitely is. Like Carl and I, like when when that whole Marco and Lucas thing happened, Carl wrote up this huge spill, and I was like, man, it all makes sense. And it's all about refs and judges need to be given more so they take this more seriously. On the flip side, because they're paid properly as a professional, their scorecards, their review process can be tested. You can be on a free strike rule. You have free yeah. strip shit fucking outcomes. Then you no longer you lose. You got to go back into training. Yeah, that's fucking right. Kind of we, we, any other job, like you said, any other jobs. job has that. You fuck up three times yeah. at your normal sure. job. Performance. You know they're going to go. Oh man, we need to take you back and look and see how you do this receding yeah, because you're doing a shit yeah. job. I think yeah. every single yeah, right, yeah. fucking decision should be reviewed. Yes, because someone's fucking that up. But the problem, who reviews it? Like I'm going to fucking three new judges. I'm, Three new ju- yes, but we don't have them here. No. We don't have enough judges here in South yeah, Australia. Right. And again, rewind. And, and, and unfortunately, judges and refs need to be given more. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. That's the missing yeah, piece. Yeah, an incentive to actually want to do it yeah. as well. And on top of that, our head official, I'm going to fucking say it and I don't care who gets upset, he does not know what's happening. He does not know Muay Thai, so he can't review it. He can't sit there and go, okay, well this one... Because he's going to score it as boxing. Yeah. It's it, it, like... 100%. You've got the best one. You've got even the best thing, Frankie, where you said they need better incentive to actually want to do it. That was Carl. Carl, Carl hit the money on the head. Common abuse for, two, for, for 100 bucks a night. Oh, fuck, man. I, I would never judge. Sorry. I, I would never do judging, man. Fucking hell. I'd Imagine ref. judging I'd one say, of those. I'd ref. I'd love to ref. I, I could, I'd do refing in a heartbeat. I couldn't. Man. I wouldn't because I couldn't. No. I'm, I'm not. I'm too passionate. Nah, yeah, yeah. But the thing is, if someone came out looking like Mate, from yeah, uh, yeah, I, I, could not, I couldn't judge it. I, I would literally just go, nah, not even worry about it. See yeah, but like, like, Pinky, this is knocked this, him out. Nah, it's still lost. This is this is this, <laughs> this, this is time the for a feed. The guy's He's <laughs> on the floor. Nah, he lost. This is my food break. All right, guys, we're gonna we're gonna legend, wrap it up. Thank you. Um, awesome. Thank you very much, Frankie. You're a legend, no, bro. My pleasure. Thank you, guys. We spared no expense to getting him in. Literally, I didn't spend. It cost me fucking eighty six bucks for lunch. Um. 
As per usual, guys, if you want to find us, find us on Instagram at Ring uh, the Ring Lovers Podcast. Um, you can find my podcast, Stand Up Guy Podcast. Check us out on Instagram for our gyms, Full Tilt Fight and Fitness. Um, what's your Instagram, fucking Frankie okay. Diesel Gym or Diesel Gym itself? So if you guys and um, we run the DG Consulting as well, which is a consulting business for helping gyms mm. grow. We've helped guys like Daniel Dawson, Riddler, jumping on board of thinking stuff. So we've created a business model for gyms that actually work at Diesel and June Luck. We've got about seven hundred members now, so it's a model that allows <laughs> us to, get on to that, enjoy what we love to do while still being able to pay the bills as well. So anyone can drop me a line. So if you're in uh, June Lup, head up to June Lup and see Frankie there. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Mr. Antoine. You're the best. <laughs> um, all right, guys. Well, until next week, um, we'll send out another questioning thing. If you've got any questions, shoot us to our Instagram. Until next week. Thanks, guys. Peace. 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 I do this every time. Thank you for listening.